Hey, 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 everybody. Today I have for you podcast number 006. Today's podcast is titled Get Out There and Go. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of your weekly Limitless Life Network podcast. I am Dr. Pete Lombardi, and this is the Limitless Life Network podcast where we flesh out the limitations that are preventing you from reaching your goals and living the life that you deserve. This podcast is for you if you want to live a life with less limitations, more freedom, and a healthier mind, body, and spirit. The Limitless Life Network brand was born out of the scriptures, a scripture of Ephesians 3.20, which reads, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. And I want to help you to recognize and tap into that limitless power that is at work within you. And today's episode is titled, Get Out There and Go! So today, I actually have seven points for you. Yeah, I actually added a point this week. <laughs> um, and it comes from the backstory uh, that happened over the weekend. Uh, this past weekend was kind of an anomaly in a way because I wasn't really planned to go anywhere. And my wife and I and the family, we didn't have like any particular obligation to be anywhere. So my wife said, hey, you know, I've got this one thing that I've got to do on Saturday. And, um, you know, you're, you're, you can go up to camp if you want, grab a friend or something and see if they want to go up there with you to do something and uh, head up north, why don't you? And I, I asked one of my buddies if he could go and he had some stuff to do. So I said, you know what, I'm just going to go by myself. I am really looking forward to just getting away into the woods and uh, enjoying the foliage, upstate New York fall, Adirondacks, absolutely beautiful time of year to be outside. And that's one of the things I just love to do. So I decided to try something that I haven't really done before. And that's, uh, I wanted to do some backwoods uh, fishing and a canoe, which I w would involve traveling a long distance with a canoe and then getting there to put it in the water. So traveling by land with a canoe, putting it in the water. But then also I wanted to do some upland bird hunting. So I'd like to, I've, I've always been an avid outdoorsman, including hunting, fishing. And um, I want to try some hunting for rough grouse and see if I could uh, maybe do something like that and maybe spend a night on this, on, on a lake in the back in the middle of nowhere. So I thought this will be great. I'll find a lake that is, and I was had one in mind that it was a couple miles away from anything, and I figured there'd absolutely be nobody there. So I uh, I got this canoe carrier strapped it to my canoe, and it, basically what the canoe carrier is, it's it's a couple of wheels. You strap your canoe on top of it, put your gear in the canoe, and you pull this thing along. So. I uh, drove down this dirt road for over 12 miles back into the woods uh, and then got on a trail, hiked for 2.1 miles to make it to a lake. And along the way, I had all my gear packed in the canoe and I'm walking along and it's early in the morning and I look up and right in the trail in front of me 
are two ruffed grouse, which it just every once in a while you can walk up on them. But I figured I'd never walk up on these things with all the racket I was making dragging this canoe behind me with all my gear rattling around. Well, they're standing there in the trail, which is hard enough to hit them, you know, at all with a shotgun. Um, so I'm thinking, all right, I'm going to just try to get my gun out and get it ready. And sure enough, as soon as I get the gun case opened up, they fly away. And if you ever heard a grouse take off, it's, it takes off. It just scares the daylights out of you. So I'm like, oh, man, I missed that opportunity. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to leave the canoe here and I'll try to hunt them, see where they went. And no avail, didn't work out, didn't get one. So put everything back, hike along, carried my gun in one hand, dragging the canoe with the other one. I finally get down this trail over Hill and Dale to this lake. And what do I see? I see a campfire. And there's literally somebody already at this lake and they rented a float plane and got flown in. And they're camping on the one spot on this lake. So I'm like, oh, great. So there's my alone time with a whole group of guys that just came here. So I decided, well, you know, I'll make the best of it. I just traveled all this way. So I decided to try my luck at fishing. And fishing was not something that was happening. Got there, you know, by the time I got all set up, it was, you know, almost 11 o'clock and up there, fishing is best earlier in the morning and uh, right before dark, uh, you know, in the evening time around supper time. So uh, I tried my fishing, didn't work. So I said, you know what? Well, I'll go back to the hunting thing. Got back to shore about one o'clock, maybe after trying to fish for a couple of hours, catching nothing in the middle of the day, which is like the worst time to go. So I tried hunting and I, you know, the terrain was not what I was expecting. So it was just not great opportunity for hunting. I ended up hiking a long, long ways to see literally just a bunch of beavers swimming around, which was really cool. And uh, I did see an owl. I mean, I saw some cool stuff. Don't get me wrong. It was great. So I get back and lo and behold, there are other hunters now that arrive at the same spot that were hunting for the exact same thing. And they left before me walking out of the trail that I walked in and they decided to hunt the same thing I was hunting on the way out. So I was pretty much going to be walking back with zero chance of uh, seeing anything because they were going to hunt the same trail out. So long story short, a lot of work. I saw some great foliage, uh, had a lot of great exercise, and I did not bring enough uh, provisions as far as food and water go, because I thought I was going to be eating fish and uh, or eating, um, you know, grouse over the over the campfire, but it didn't work out. So anyway, based on all of that, I got seven points for you, and uh, it, it's 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 pretty cool. So point number one, point number one is that you have to decide to begin and strike out on your own, and I'm not just talking about like going out to do a fun adventure like this. But I mean in anything, if you ever want to like accomplish anything or do something great, you got to actually make the decision to begin. Whatever it might be, like if you have this idea about a business and it's going to be great, then go start working on that business. Go out and do it. If you have an idea about getting in shape, 
whether it's a new diet or uh, a new exercise program or hiring a trainer or whatever it might be, start. You just have to go start. You have to begin. You have to strike out on your own. Nobody will do it for you, and, and you don't need the permission to start something. That's the cool thing about this country. You live in, in a country where you can actually go start stuff without always receiving permission. Obviously, you know, if you're under 18 years old, you probably want your parents' permission, but you get what I mean. Um, the hardest part for most people is actually pulling the trigger. And I still remember a trip that my family and I, my wife and I first took. I always dreamed of going to Alaska. And it was this long pipe dream in my head. And I was like, who am I kidding? I'm never going to go to Alaska unless I do what? Unless I just go. I literally had to just sit down at the computer one day, pick a date on the calendar and buy tickets. And I said to my wife, I said, guess what? I just bought tickets for us to go to Alaska and we're going. And she's like, Alaska, wait a second. Uh, you know, there are all these question marks, but I'm like, it's done. We already own the tickets. We've already purchased them. We're going. So you just have to decide to begin. That's a huge step that everybody likes to overlook. So step point number two, nothing great comes easy or without a lot of work, sacrifice, and actually expense. Um, very, I, I, other than like hitting the lottery on a first first time purchase of a of a ticket, you know that's just pure luck, and that's like that's you're you're more likely to get struck by lightning for that to happen. So the reality is is that anything that's worth anything requires tons of work, sacrifice, and an and an expense. And everybody likes to think about money being the expense. But really, the greatest investment is time. It's actually spending time in consistent pursuit of, of your dream, of your goal, of your vision, whatever it might be that you're after. And, and it could be better health. It could be better uh, relationships. It, it could be better, you know, more wealth. It could be uh, a greater relationship, uh, you know, spiritually. Whatever it might be, it comes with sacrifice expense and effort or work. And, and, you know, like this canoe trip was, yeah, it was time, but it was effort. It was work. It was putting it all together and just going and, and grinding it out. And, and I, it was, you know, I have these great memories and these great photos, not just the photos I took, but the photos in my mind. And that's, to me, that experience is priceless. Point number three, be prepared because you may not get a second chance. And and that's exactly what happened to me. I was prepared, but not prepared well enough. I was prepared with, with some of the right equipment, but I didn't have the equipment ready when the opportunity presented itself. And sometimes you don't get that second chance. And I, I didn't get a second chance at taking a shot at a grouse. And some of you that are thinking, oh, that's great. I'm glad you didn't kill a grouse. Well, you've never eaten grouse. They're, they're quite delicious. Um, so, uh, but yes, you've got to be prepared. Opportunities will come down your path. And, and if they're the right opportunity based on your values, whatever it might be, be prepared to receive those opportunities, but be prepared to act and take action that you need to take in order to really 
reap the reward of what that opportunity can be or the potential that exists within that opportunity. Point number four, the faster you can adapt and pivot, it will save you from more struggle, worry, and potential danger. So what I mean by that is in my story that I told you, you know, I didn't expect anybody to be there. Shock number one. Uh, shock number two, I I really didn't realize that I would forgot like the ability to purify water. And up there, you don't want to drink the water because uh, you're going to get sick if you don't like boil it. And I literally left in my vehicle my pot that I boil water in to make it pure. So um, I only had one container of water. And so I wasn't going to be spending the night unless I was going to figure out how to purify water. And uh, that would involve going back and getting the container. So at that point, you know, you've got to make, you've got to figure that out. But the faster you figure that out, like, what if I didn't figure that out and it was all of a sudden late in the evening and I was dying of thirst and I didn't uh, decide to leave? Now I would be in a heap of trouble, right? So whatever it might be, like, as you go on a, on your journey toward whatever you're after, whether it's a goal or, or uh, a dream or a challenge, whatever it might be, whatever you're trying to go after, you're going to run into things that you didn't expect to have happen. And the faster that you can adapt, the faster that you can pivot and figure out what to do next. And I don't mean pivot like as in just you know, turning tail and running away from the issue, how do you overcome it? How do you solve for the problem that exists? And you've got to figure that out. Solve for the problem. And then as sooner that is done, now you can move on with, you know, enjoying life, right? Instead of being worried all the time, being anxious, or, or potentially leading to bigger problems down the road. Okay, point number five, when things get difficult, lean into it. So this is a great point. I, I really love this point because when things get difficult for people, it tells you a lot about their character. Because people that, that have challenges, that have a strong character, they will rise to no matter how great the challenge is. And other people, you put a little bit of an obstacle in, in their way and they don't lean into it. They they just kind of back off, you know, and they just, uh, you know, and they talk about the problem and the problem becomes the problem. And then that the problem, they make it bigger than what it really is because they don't want to lean into it, you know? And, and I thought about that as I'm like, okay, my consolidation is I know I can't spend the night here. It's not going to be a good experience. So I've got a long hike back and I've got to get going, and it's uphill to get out of here. And I'm pulling this canoe up this steep, rocky hill, and it's loaded with gear, and I'm like out of breath. And I had to stop a bunch of times to catch my breath because it was literally full exertion pulling this thing up over rocks and up the hill. And um, and I was, you know, I'm out of water at this point. By the time I get to the top of the hill, I think I – I might have saved, actually, I saved one last swig, and that was like my carrot. When I got back to my truck, I was going to take that last swallow of water. So I was kind of keeping that in the bank. Um, 
But yeah, you gotta lean into these problems, right? You know, um, Mike Tyson was always quoted as saying, everybody's got a plan until you get punched in the mouth, right? <laughs> as soon as you, you know, you got, everything's going great till somebody punches you square in the face, right? And and you're like, and a friend of mine, uh, Joe Borio would always say to you, you know, one of two things happens with a new boxer because he was a boxer. And he said that one of two things happen when they put you in the ring, they start you off with somebody that's a really good boxer. And he said that, you know, what they'll do is they'll, they'll get you punching, they'll tire you out a little bit, and then they'll have the good boxer hit you really solid in the face. And, and what the trainers are looking for is how do you react to that? Do you go down in the corner and cover your face up and cower? Or do you see red in like a bull and just freak out? And even though you're not a skilled boxer yet, you fight back. You know, and that's what I think about whenever I think of struggle. It's like it's like a punch in the face, and you want to run away and you want to go somewhere else. Like that may be part of your instinct, but the other part of you says, No, you know what? I'm not giving up. I'm not running away from this problem. I'm gonna address it, I'm gonna deal with it, and I'm gonna take it head on. So you got you might want to ask yourself, which one are you? Are you the guy that's gonna cower in the corner or the girl that's gonna give up? Or are you the one that likes to fight back? That says, "Hey, you know what? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna take that. I'm gonna. I'm gonna lean into it." Point number six is quitting breeds quitters, and that's something that I just don't. I just don't like to do. And um, maybe you're that type of person, but I've seen it time and time again with other people. Is that you know what? It you know I didn't like the way it made me feel. They come up with all kinds of reasons that sound good. Uh, on you know to them why they can't do something and and it, it, that can become a habit that can become a habit and that and that becomes re- repeatable and uh, it spills over into a lot of areas in your life and uh, I just hate to, I want you to recognize it be develop some awareness about that whether you're quitting things or whether you're like addressing the issue and willing to go forward. Okay. And here's point number seven. And this, this is a reality. Point seven is this starvation and thirst keep you focused and efficient on your actions. So starvation and thirst keep you focused and efficient in your actions. So I literally did not bring any food and I brought just enough water for one day with, and I didn't think I'd need that much water. I thought I was going to actually be able to get some more water and purify it. So, uh, yeah, wasn't too smart, but I'll tell you this, it really made me very conscientious of what I was doing physically, my exposure to heat, my exposure to the sun and all of my efforts going forward. I knew I only had so much physical exertion in me before I was really going to start to be in an uncomfortable place. And that wasn't the whole point of this trip. It wasn't to actually make me super, super uncomfortable. It was actually to have a good time. Um, But if you think about that, when you are really, and I'm not just talking about fasting and starving and thirsty, but that has to do with something called desire. And if you notice that a lot of um, professional athletes have come from humble, humble beginnings. And, you know, even even great actors and actresses oftentimes 
come from humble, humble beginnings. And and even not even just those uh, celebrities in our in our culture today, but humble beginnings uh, are oftentimes the fuel that that fires great effort and great work. And I want you to think about that. What is the desire behind um, you know what you're trying to go after? Because when you are really, really <clears throat> hurting for something, you'll find a way. You'll find a way to feed yourself, right? You'll find a way to get water. If you ever watch any of these survival shows, you'll see people eat bugs. You know, they'll drink dirty water. They'll do all kinds of things to survive because it's a necessity. And uh, I know today. A lot of us get really soft because life is is fairly easy. We have food, we have water, we have shelter. You know, the bare necessities are taken care of, and we have all these superfluous things on on top of it. So uh, that's why I think you see a lot of inefficient use of time and energy. So anyway, those are my seven points uh, that I have for you this week uh, with the podcast. Uh, it's been uh, an absolute pleasure sharing this with you. And uh, that's all we have for this week's edition of your Limitless uh, Life Network podcast. Tune in each and every week to stay connected, be inspired, and keep moving forward toward the best life that, by your best life by stripping away your limitations. And uh, I really look forward to next week. Don't know what I'm going to have in store for you, but I guarantee it's going to be my best. You guys have a great week. <laughs>